0: This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space.
1: Global banking institutions can learn a great deal from Japan's disaster planning and response. And a sophisticated cyber attack is launched against RSA targeting the security unit of EMC's SecureID two-factor authentication products. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the Week in Review for Friday, March 18th, 2011. The crisis in Japan shows the world is an increasingly smaller place. Japan, which on March 11th was hit by an earthquake that caused a tsunami of catastrophic proportion, has seen its infrastructure rocked. The global impact has been eye-opening, says Mark Lobel, principal at PricewaterhouseCoopers and a longtime security expert. Global banking institutions and financial services players, just one piece of the economic puzzle, could learn a great deal from Japan's disaster response. There is nobody better prepared for this type of event than the Japanese, Lobel says. Most U.S. businesses and financial services providers say they lack robust business continuity plans, plans that ensure strong online authentication for account access, as well as the assurance that steps for regulatory compliance are maintained during times of disaster. This should be a wake-up call for the rest of the world, Lobel says. We've all got to learn and be prepared for the next major disaster. Now, after this short break, I'll be right back with more news highlights from our week.
0: Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the bankinfosecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit bankinfosecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars.
1: On Thursday, an extremely sophisticated cyber attack was in progress against RSA, targeting the security unit of EMC's Secure ID two-factor authentication products. In a posting on its website, RSA said its investigation led officials to believe the attack is one of an advanced persistent threat, which ultimately means the threat is sophisticated and aims to gain continual persistent intelligence on a group, such as a nation or corporation. RSA's Secure ID product, which comprises a token, either hardware or software, that generates an authentication code at fixed intervals, appears to be the primary target. The attack reportedly resulted in information being extracted from RSA's IT systems. But RSA says it is confident the information extracted does not enable a successful direct attack on any of its secure ID customers. And we wrap up the week with yet another look at MagStripe technology and its current security deficiencies. As most of the world continues and completes its migration toward EMV, away from the MagStripe, U.S. card issuers are looking to radio frequency identification as a way to enable more security and spur adoption of contactless payments, which could also help to bridge the technology compatibility gap between EMV and the MagStripe. Despite public concerns about contactless card security, industry experts say contactless technology is far superior, from a security standpoint, to the existing magnetic stripe. RFID cards used in the U.S. contain embedded read-only microprocessor chips that use the same information contained in a traditional MagStripe. Unlike EMV chips, which provide two-way communication between a card and card reader, RFID chips based on MagStripe details communicate only one way. The advantage to contactless RFID is transaction speed, since an RFID card communicates without physical contact with the card reader. Rather than being swiped, like traditional MagStripe cards, RFID cards can communicate within one to four inches of card readers, enabling the so-called tap-and-go payment. That's this week's Week in Review. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by bankinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.